Good morning, everybody. And welcome and happy Super Bowl Sunday to everybody. <laughs> this weekend, throughout the Diocese of Orlando, we have the annual Catholic Appeal. So in a few moments, you will be hearing directly from your ordinary, from your bishop, telling you about the appeal. But in the meantime, I'd like to say a few things here today regarding that gospel reading and also the first reading. The, the gospel reading, about, it's uh, four blessings and four woes. It's almost identical to, if you go to Matthew's gospel, chapter five, you have the eight Beatitudes. So you have the eight Beatitudes and what you have today are very, very similar in terms of our blessings and also our, also our, our woes. And the first reading sort of dealt with the same kind of stuff about being happy versus being unhappy on the other hand. So I'd like to put it into, into a, what I would call a neat little package. And it goes like this. It's a story that I told first at least 50 years ago, or maybe, maybe even more than that. And it goes, it goes like this. It's about this man. Uh, his house got somewhat, his roof of his house got somewhat damaged by a storm. Just a few of the tiles toward the front of the house got, got sort of got sort of pushed out of, out of their place. So he gets, up his, he gets his ladder up against the wall and he climbs up, it's two stories up, and he's working away, he's working away and trying to reposition those tiles, okay? And then he, he realizes that there's one a little bit farther, farther on that's also out of place. And so he, he, he reaches over like this. And you know what happens in the process? The darn ladder starts to slip, okay? And as the ladder slips, he slips. And so he ends up, he ends up with this holding on for dear life to the, to the gutter on the house. So there he is holding on to the gutter. And he looks down and all he sees is concrete underneath. And so what does he do? He starts to pray. And after a couple of moments, there's a, a crack of thunder and a bolt of lightning. And a voice from on high says, can I help you, my friend? And the guy says, who are you? And the voice says, I'm God, your heavenly father. Uh, and he, so he says, what do you want? And the guy says, please, Heavenly Father, help me get out of here. And the voice says to him, he says, do you have faith? And the guy answered, of course I have faith. And then the voice says, if you have faith, then let go. And he, he looks up again, he looks down first, then he looks up and he says, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> You know, it's a funny little story, but there is a point to it that I think is extremely significant regarding our lives today. Think of that image of that individual holding on to the world, holding on to the, to the gutter. In many ways, a lot of people are, are holding on to the world today, struggling, okay, trying to find their fulfillment in the world. Unfortunately, it always, that fulfillment almost always seems a little bit beyond, beyond our fingertips. So when, when the voice from on high says, let go, really that's the essence of spirituality, letting go and letting God. And you know, it's not easy to do, but yet that's what we're invited to do every day, every day of our lives. As the, the psalm response song today, our, our, our hope is found in the Lord, not, uh, not, in the, not in the world. You know, the, during this past week, 
two other people and myself, we spent the week in Haiti. And Haiti is not uh, St. Margaret Mary. It's, it's a very different world. It's a totally different world. Peter, people have absolutely nothing. Uh, they live on their wits, pretty much, pretty much that's it. So life for them is a struggle every day. So if they, if they are to, to, in a sense, if they are to, to trust in anything, it has to be in the Lord himself because there ain't anything else, anything else to hold on to. So I find myself that going to Haiti, and I've been there about 25 times in the last 15 years, I find going to Haiti, it's what I call, it's a leveling, it's a leveling experience. It takes you down a few pegs. It, it's helped you to realize that, you know, it's not all about you. It's not all about, about St. Margaret Mary. It's about the struggle, the struggle uh, for daily existence. And I think it's in that struggle that you ultimately find out who you really are and what's important in life. So just as we, as we drag yourselves into church here today, realize we're not just called to mediocrity. Rather, we're called to grow in our faith on a regular basis. But in order for that growth to take place, we have to keep that, that little phrase in mind, let go. And that, that letting go can mean a variety of different things to a variety of different people. In other words, what's holding you, what's holding you back from keeping you to make a deeper commitment to the Lord? That's really the question which all of us, we, including myself, we have to deal with that question every day. And I would hope that as you leave here today that you will answer, attempt to answer that question for yourselves. And hopefully in the process you may grow a little more in your relationship to the Lord and also to the world in which you're living. Enough said, now we'll let the bishop talk for himself. My sisters and brothers in Christ, trust in the Lord. These words are prayed and exclaimed, the anointing of each day, they are the praise of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the fiat of Mary, our Blessed Mother, and her spouse, Joseph. They are St. Peter's cry to Jesus when he stumbles and walks on the water. As I travel throughout our nine counties and meet you, my heart rejoices as you have shown your faith in God. Your prayer of humility is trust in the Lord. Pope Francis said that being a good Christian means being docile listening to what the Lord says about justice, charity, forgiveness, and mercy. Over the course of the last two years, you and I have learned much about trusting in God as we have experienced the pandemic. Trust in God requires earthly sacrifices and great prayer. The prophet Jeremiah says that anyone who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress. The ministries supported by your generosity to our Catholic appeal are the roots of that tree. We're trying to get people to not only come to Mass, but to experience our Eucharistic Lord in a whole new way. For me to have the body of Christ, that is a privilege 
to me. So when I say amen to the body of Christ, that makes my soul happier. It's the most wonderful feeling to be able to come every day and to receive the Lord. In these uncertain times, our faith is the one thing we can always count on. Being able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist and worship together as a community has been such a blessing for our family. I remember saying to myself, thank God, thank God that, that I was here when, when he crashed through the doors. It exploded mostly up the way. And uh, it was like looking into a little bit of hell. The air conditioning was on at the time of the fire, so it dragged the smoke all over the building. The diocesan entities uh, that we helped from a Catholic appeal were here on the ground and they navigated this tremendous world of insurance and repairs. It's better than what it was. There's a spark to it that wasn't there before. Our relationship with Holy Redeemer in particular, that pantry is a work of art, <laughs> okay, a work of beauty. The floor is shining like it's hospital clean. We're given a mission, uh, whether you realize it or not, and as Catholics and as Christians, and this is the type of work that we should be doing. Nos sentimos muy felices y agradecidos de Dios y de ustedes. We were looking for something very centralized so that priests could have easy access to parishes in the area because many priests, of course, never really retire. We still celebrate sacraments and do confessions and, and visit the hospitals. San Pedro is gonna give them a lot of opportunities, uh, for example, to be chaplains of retreats, to celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation, to celebrate Mass. Just like my whole world crashed down and losing both parents in the same year. Well, I let myself go, not showering, hardly eating, sleeping all the time. One morning I looked in the mirror and I said, I don't like the way you look. Either you go, you're gonna stay that way or change, and I decided to change. And then when I got here, I was, was kind of nervous. My case manager asked me what's wrong. They give you fresh sheets. Three meals, they're friendly and helpful, kind. God has something better for me. That's why I'm still here. I got a new start. The lady should know that this work of speaking up for Jesus, being Christ's mouthpiece, Christ's hands, Christ's leg, is not just for priests and religious. Christ tells every lay person, Baptized Christian, you shall be my witness. We want to be known as people who love Jesus. We want to be known as people who say yes to Jesus. Our faith only grows if we start giving it away. I would say what St. Francis said, it's in giving that you receive. And the more you give, I think the more you're going to receive. Ultimately, it's all about surrender. Trust in the Lord. I rejoice in your faithfulness. 
Today, I thank you for your gift to our Catholic appeal, and I ask the Lord's blessing be upon you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. I was just so excited to see my face up there on the, on the screen. <laughs> just trying to, trying to recover here, okay? The actual uh, amount we are assessed this year is, uh, last year was $749,000. This year is $757,000. Every year we have made our appeal. Thank you to those responsible, and many of you are here. And the reason we make it is because of the generosity of some. But like this year, for example, I'd say about 25% of our parishioners contributed. So that means that 75% do not give anything to the, to the Catholic appeal, which is really, we're all members of the diocesan family. So you're not being told what to give. You're invited to give something. To, it's really a statement on your part that you're part of the diocese and that you need to be counted as a member of the diocese. So I can't tell you what to do. It's up to you to do it for yourselves. I'm sure you've gotten the information in the, in the, in the mail. If you didn't, there are envelopes scattered around in the foyer of the church. So I thank you for listening and I thank you for your desire to be part of this ongoing diocesan, diocesan family. Having said that, let's continue with the Mass.